0: Welcome to my podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be in uh, in your day. It's been a while. Um, yeah, this is my raw podcast where I give you my documentation of what I learn about the revolution that we're all going through of mindfulness. And if you're unaware of that. I'd love to be a person just to drop it into your your consciousness uh, and to get you thinking on that plane, maybe. It's a great thing, sometimes you go through life and you hear something once, never heard it before, or you don't realize how relevant or how significant it is, and then a couple days later or the same day, you'll hear one more mention of it, boom, all of a sudden it's got so much more gravity in your mind. So this is me uh just giving you this this podcast uh whenever i can i'm trying to do it on tuesdays and fridays but in a transitory uh transitional period in my personal life right now there's been a few days when i've just had to like forgive myself and say i didn't get anything down on a podcast today um that happened yesterday being tuesday um there's a lot of technical things to work on too i mean and if you want to share and, and using this brilliant platform of the podcast, you kind of have to do a lot of tinkering and say, and see, um, what format does this file have to be uploaded in or um, transferred in. So that's what I'm doing, doing all those things on the side. And uh, the main uh point of this episode, what is it? Hmm, let me take a drink of coffee. Ah. That's the beauty of, uh, of mindfulness, I guess. I can't think of the title for this. And it remains to, uh, to solidify. And that's the point of why I'm sharing, um, sharing what I'm going through. A little bit of trouble, but re- using the practices that I'm learning to define things in a happy, to see the world happy. Find things in a happy way and, and do the work that I'm learning about so that, yeah, trouble happens, um, but just circumstances happen. And you don't have to judge them as trouble. You can do work and simply respond to things or create things in the way that you choose to. That's what I want to do every, every minute. Um, and that's the work that I'm learning regarding mindfulness meditation motivational reframing uh alignment or or unblocking of chakras yoga tai chi i mean the list goes on there's so many ways that you can just that you can focus and get in touch with some of these things but um yeah like the, the previous week was was going great uh I was just excited every day of, of learning more. I got a couple of books regarding chakras and w- was watching videos uh, about just the first one. There are seven chakras and I'm gonna go through one at a time, and uh, which is good because like the base or root chakra is the first one. Uh, and you can just focus on that one. And I'm gonna explain a little bit of what that is uh, when I open this book in in just a second, but to catch you up on why uh Ethan here would say he was excited and then all of a sudden there's this little tone of uh, but but what's that but um as you know if you listen to the first episode um i'm I'm happily married man um to my wife for five and a half six six years i don't I don't know it's just you know, you don't judge time all the time, and uh, we began to expect our our first son together, and then when he was one year old, uh, I mean, beautiful beautiful times in my life, beautiful magical times in my life, and uh, when he's one year old, um, she she left to go to go pursue some other options, and it it was a shock to me and. That's why I had to transform my life just to a great degree. Um, That's why I started podcasting to say, you know, this therapy that I need, it has to come from someplace I've never tried before. It has to come from, I need to rebuild, uh, to build, not to what I was, a better version of that or anything, but to what. To what I should be, like what the pure essence is, like what what my son is, what what a child is. Yesterday, I had, I took uh, took my son. He's now he's uh, seventeen months old, so almost one year and a half, and uh, I got I had him at uh, I, I went to an audition, like for a commercial. It was really close to where we live, so it was no problem getting there. I've kind of like thrown my whole since 2003, acting uh, aspirations to the wind. I don't I don't want to pursue that anymore. However, sweet girl at the agency that represents me commercially had tried to get me a few auditions the, over the past couple of weeks, and I couldn't get to the first couple. And this one was right down the road. So I thought, put Jack in the stroller and go down there. Anyway, what, the cool thing about seeing a child was the way that he wanders around a room the energy in a child's eyes is is curious about people in the most disarming way he there's no judgment and we all know this but to be to behold it especially when it's your own child who you're allowed to stare at freely and and gaze deeply into their eyes sometimes you can't do that with somebody else's kid um it's it's amazing this, it, to know that that's where we began and to know that we have that pure energy in us that doesn't have a judgment of what will this person think if I look at them this way or that person looks a little bit uh, unstable or I imagine that sometimes with me I, I, I imagine I know what that person would say if I said something. I can tell by the way that they dress themselves that they're a Yesterday, I, I guess subconsciously I did, I was like, oh, that girl's like a kind of a nerdy hipster. You know, I, I do these horrible judgments of people based on their clothing um, or how they put get, put themselves together sometimes. Um, and it's not horrible, it's natural, but children have none of that. They just will walk up and observe and look and learn with a natural smile exuding from them. And uh, what a beautiful thing to be able to be near all the time when you have a child going through this age. Uh, So anyway, getting back to the point of that, that's why I I do the work, is because we all have this essence in us that is a free spirit, full of light, full of love, at some point, our the parts of our personalities that are ego-driven, right? That I mean, ego. Right there, boom. Ego-driven, secure, like the need for security, uh, the need for um, sometimes like a, a level of degree of superiority for whatever, whatever these little uh, motivations are that we have as a result of our, our personality and our upbringing. And those things can be removed or dealt with or processed in a way that's more healthy. And that's what I'm learning about. So I can, so I can always know, like, when you hear somebody talking about mindfulness, what they are trying to think or what they're trying to, to express by that phrase mindfulness I read something about it the other day in Huffington Post and it was being aware in the moment of your thoughts. So, you don't have to be meditating to be mindful at any time. It really helps to um, to practice meditation and just to experience how quickly these thoughts can come in and how hard it is to have, <laughs> or un- hard, or unachievable even to have a moment without a thought so part of I guess motivation is guiding through simple thoughts that are so uh so light and so specific on like a physicality of a moment that that's the only thought if you are If you've gotten to a place through a practice in in your sitting pose, in your meditation, and a guided meditation, for example, has brought you to a point where all you're doing is thinking about the tension feeling between your upper lip and your nose. And that's the thing you're focusing on at that time. And if you get there to the right place through the work that you're doing, then you will realize that all what you were just thinking about oh my gosh, uh, custody battle, uh, work. I need, you know, I need, I need some, uh, some feminine touch ASAP or I'm going to go crazy. These things the, that, that come into your mind. And that last one, I guess was just, was just me. Uh, we're all, we're all primal animals, right? Um, but you can focus on something that's so light that it's, it's virtually uh, open, free of thought. It's called the big sky to some people, and I better move this thing along. I've been getting some feedback of like drafts of my podcast that it's gotta be, bam, under 40 minutes long. So I started out saying that the thing has no title for this episode, and that is interesting because our day and our thoughts they have no title yet. They have no through line. Like they have no, uh, in Hollywood, they say the pitch. What's the pitch of this thing here? What's your angle? Well, the angle is up to us. And so if I come in here saying my episode might be tight, and which I actually did when I was setting up this little uh, microphone, I thought that I got to explain on my podcast, if I'm going to really rip my guts out here and, and open up and share, it's going to say, it's going to be called, you know, back to square one, because something I, I, was, uh, I observed in my ex in my and the chance of, you know, just the mention of possibly going to therapy and working things out in our lives to make things work. Just the thought of that when it had not been, when I had been like reshaping everything about my whole entire universe to not have that as an option and to be grateful for everything that was happening, well, that was a whole new like existence that I was in, and then all of a sudden to have that introduced, which it's not even on the table anymore. It's not like after a couple of email exchanges, that's not even even possible. Um, but just at that time, it just it it just spun me back through like backwards through everything that I would learned and developed in the past couple of months to like this kind of a a wreck woe is me what on earth uh, how could how could i have such expectations that are un that are not met and anger and all of that so the title that i thought was ethan goes back to square one however the real title we give ourselves every single day and if you speak something if you say you go back guess what you are back um, my title is, is yet to be made up and I'm going to, part of, part of the title is Ethan makes this episode. Okay. Ethan makes this episode. I'm choosing to share rather than uh, wallow and, uh, and be miserable. And I'm just going to focus on, all right, how can I revisit the, the chakra, uh, book that I was reading yesterday and go through that and try and process that a little better. And so, that's the title, is process it better. <laughs> better title. Um, and and uh, don't give voice, you know, think. Don't give voice uh, to the things that you don't want to, to be real. Because reality is, is really what we make it, really. And, and when you talk to people that have been in, in a mindful practice for a long time, they really actually do think that reality is what you make it. And and when you start trying it in your own life, when you materialize things just simply from the energy that you put into them, and you realize the difference between energy and not energy, and how you can affect something simply by your energy, um, it starts to make you think that that, the, the matrix is being built by you your matrix is being built by you and that is your universe all every every move you make creates something so make a move that that you want to have and that's what uh that's where I'm at with this uh chakra book that I'm gonna go into a little bit for you now this is called understanding chakras and it's by Broderick S. Johnson and it's a beginner's guide to awakening the seven spiritual chakra energy portals for a balanced, healthy, and happy life. Now, it, I'm sure it sounds like mumbo jumbo. And you've seen, like, some lady wearing, uh, you know, beads and braids and barefooted with little jingly things on her feet talking about how her chakras are balanced. And I, I've met and seen, and I just YouTubed a video the other day of, of this woman that looks like, yeah, she would probably make people think that that's too weird by her appearance if they weren't, if they weren't open to it. But this woman is a, is a master of, of practices to, to unblock and align the chakras. And uh, she has like this essence of, of life after having done so that really is beautiful and sharing and sharing. And, um, and check that out, you know, don't, don't be afraid of the braids and the jingly things. Uh, just say, Hey, this is a new concept that I haven't, I haven't really pursued regarding happiness, balance, light, and love. And, uh, and try, and maybe give it a read. Um, especially if you've done a lot of other things, if you've, and are doing other things, if you go to, go to whatever church you go to and, and you uh, have whatever beliefs you have, you can always add something else and say, uh, I'm going to do this also, and it's only going to make me better. Um, What chapter? So the very, it's one of the things that's very cool about the chakras is uh, one that I was saying on last episode that I did of this, that in the 40s and 50s, uh, you know, physicists, like particle physicists that, that break down the atom to study what's inside, were, wrote things about Far Eastern traditions being so believable to them because of what they learned about the atom. And that there are spaces between particles, subatomic particles, that are pure energy, which we are still studying to this day. Um, so they gave this honor, this honor to Far Eastern studies, ancient, like really ancient studies where they are, where people guide others through the energy that they are created of and the energy that is throughout the universe. Wow. That is really cool to know that there's a subatomic physicist saying, you know, I I'm starting to come around on this whole energy thing that we're all energy, and that we can actually influence the energy around us and throughout the universe. Bam. Um, so this book includes a lot of things. That, a little intro, like I was just talking about, and uh, then it begins. It says, you know, has a little meditation advice too, <clears throat> how to how to meditate, and the the way that this uh, guy talks, he's definitely a mindful fellow. Um, And that's kind of what I try to be. I'd love to be very succinct succinct and give you exactly like this great podcast that could be transcribed and be beautiful. But I know I ramble. And this guy doesn't ramble, but he doesn't like try to show off language like some writers do. You can really feel this the sincere essence. He's trying to communicate something to you. It's like a guy talking to you. My favorite type of writer. I can, I can uh, open something up, even if I've read it. Sometimes I, I, I read something that I read and I'm like, oh, geez, look how smart I'm just showing off to be. Uh, so there's none of that in here. It's a, it's, and that makes it a quick read because you, you get it. Now the first chakra, this is located at the base of the spine, around the perineum. Now, the physical aspects of this chakra is related to our feet, legs, bones, our support structure. It also impacts our immune system and our excretory functions. The glands involved are the gonads, the testes, the ovaries. When the muladhara, the name for the root chakra, this is called the root chakra or the muladhara, is strong, balanced, the entire body will be physically strong. So how huge is this one? When the base of the chakra is not in balance. When the base chakra is not in balance, issues like physical weakness, sciatica, varicose veins, bone weakness and chronic lower back pain are common. So that's, that's pretty crucial, right? very physiological in nature. Um, Eventually, you'll get to the ones that are that are more um, esoteric, is that the right word that are more uh, idea based that are more uh, simply about energy and and light and love and relationships, but it starts with the base, the muladhara or root chakra. And we've got to get this thing unblocked. We've got to make sure this is healthy. And he gives some great guides of what to focus on uh, in order to do so. And this is a really quick book, so get this one and another one. Now, the emotional aspect of this chakra continues. It's all about connectedness to the whole. Like Infants need their mothers. Humans need mother nature. And individuals need the tribe. It is connected to our feelings of belonging, safety, and security. It's our nesting instinct and our survival impulse. Think of it as the root, the base and the support, your link to the planet, your ancestry, the beginning. It is also related to your ability to provide the basic necessities for life, like your hunter-gatherer instincts, your feelings about being able to stand on your own two feet. These are associated with this chakra. And remember, like it's described as a spinning wheel of energy that energy spins in a wheel. And in my mind, it, it really helps to kind of visualize that as a two dimensional wheel or a thin, you know, thin like a disc. <clears throat> but if you have it in your mind as like a, a sphere of energy, that, that would work too, I guess. Like whatever, whatever works for you. I guess the shape of it being something perfect about the roundness of a circle and sphere makes sense to me just because of how we observe gravity Throughout the cosmos things tend on tend to be round (laughs) for whatever physical uh, Phenomenon creates that but it it just makes sense Um, But hugely hugely important and if it sounds similar to something else in your study of the self or in what you recall from psychology class, of course um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs which Ever since the very first time I read about it in in like intro college or maybe even high school, just, I instantly said, well, that's the truth. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that little pyramid that says, well, the first thing that you go through in development is you must secure this lower, um, the lower part of the pyramid of physiological need. You can't get to the next one unless you have enough food and enough water and shelter. Um, so it's, it's really similar to that, but there's subtle differences that, that are a little more specific than, than just, did you get enough food, or are you going to have enough food and water? Unblocking the base, the root chakra, the muladhara, it seems to also include a mental or emotional aspect that that you have impulses that may cause you, like when it's blocked, that may simply cause you to feel as though you are not secure. But connecting through, through the earth and through your stillness and through, your, through nature will actually make you feel like it is okay. No, that's you've just done that. You've just made that, that fear of that chakra uh, that, the blocking of that chakra go away because you just you just went out to the earth. You felt something primal. You felt how old that you know five hundred year old tree is. How 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 perfect the uh, the nature of the world can be, and how brief our time on it is, and and focusing on that and your health. And some of these stretches and meditation will it will give you an emotion of security that comes from that root chakra whereas maybe maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of focused on just no everybody has to get this before they can move on to the next thing um you gotta get food and water well this is like yeah you of course you got food and water and you have every reason to believe that you'll get more because you have always have you're you're living you're alive Um, so just stay rooted in the earth and unblock that chakra, allow it to release and flow up to the next one, which we'll learn about the next time I I come on talking about this, um, the mental aspect of it. So let me read what it says in the book. The Muladhara chakra is more about instinct than intellect. It is more a part of your animal nature than your higher mental function. Nevertheless, your thoughts about security, structure, and how you either belong or don't belong on the planet have a direct impact on this center. For example, if you're th- continually thinking that the earth is doomed, that da- that nature is dangerous, or out to get you, or even that this world has no place for somebody like you, these are indications of negative base chakra issues. If you think positively about making your physical world a better place, respecting nurturing and caring for it as it does for you and has done then that's a good sign so how can you get rid of those a lot of people if they wouldn't click on like some kind of self help or uh, therapeutic podcast if they didn't have some of these negative things um it, it's so it sounds so childish to think of some of the things that we that go on in our head are so immature there's no but he he just wrote it. So you're not alone if you think this. If you think that the earth is doomed, that nature is out to get you, or even that this world has no place for somebody like you. This, I think that. I've had those thoughts before. Um, maybe I'm, I'm glad now that I can look back and say, yeah, I guess I have had that thought. This guy wrote it. So you're not alone if you thought that. But let's work on um, on clearing that and unblocking the the muladhara root chakra is something that you might want to consider. <clears throat> and the balancing and here and um, and healing techniques that he's going to lay out. There are how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of these questions about this first chakra that might help when you're meditating. And he says that um, you know go outdoors and get in nature. Gosh, that's something I'd love to do. It's When you live in L.A. and you, and you haven't had, found a way to get out of the city for a long time, over a year. really. Crazy, people. I've been in L.A. since, uh, I, th- I think since June, without leaving town. And it, and it was really hard to get away even then from, from the job. Um, wow, you really need to get into nature. So I take Jack to the park, and yesterday I was like sitting in a tree and feeling the tree just focusing on that because I knew that that's an important part. And if I have to do a tree in a park, I don't care if I have to do a a plant in a pot, I'm gonna try to focus for a little bit on what what the natural world is and connect. and he talks about how farmers and, and people who spend out time, or a lot of time outdoors, sometimes they have this healthy glow to them. He calls it a healthy physical glow. Instead of being trapped in their heads, they have a simple, no-nonsense, practical approach to life. Beautiful, right? Um, so the seven questions that you can ask after you've been meditating or while you are trying to sit in stillness to help unblock your root chakra First, one is these self directed questions. Try to ask, ask yourself and answer and explore the answering. One, where do I come from ultimately? Okay, when I was thinking about this, I, I thought, geez, where do I come from ultimately? And somebody asked, hey, where are you from? Florida. Where are you from? Uh, you know, Montana. Depends who asks, right? But you're asking yourself in this case. Where am I from ultimately? An image that came to my mind or a feeling that came to my mind was there might be two answers that are helpful to me. One is like that word ultimately makes me think of, I guess, from the, the source energy that we can call God or the universe or the source. I guess I came from there. Um, or in my mind, I, I really feel like we or I definitely came from the stars someplace, uh, maybe a star Um, someplace just flying through space time, in some energy way that we cannot really explain yet to arrive. Uh, And that's what we all did to arrive in these embodiments that we have. So that's ultimate if I really explore that. But another very useful one that I have is very root chakra based. And my answer to that also would be, well, I was born in basically a geographical Mecca of this area in America, in San Diego, where it's hilly, where, the, where there's a beautiful ocean, where there are lakes and rivers, and the temperature, the weather is absolutely gorgeous, like 70s, like people are used to, in San Diego, just the, the weather is perfect, it rains just a few times each year, um, but it's it's gorgeous weather, never gets too hot or too cold, and it's right at the, the border of two nations, so it's by the ocean in this geographic Mecca, right in this area that has so much to offer, and so that's the other place that I I mean, whatever happened in the universe, like where my folks met, where they were from, what they ended up doing, their folks, their ancestors, everything aligned to put me being born right then, right there. And so that's another great interpretation of ultimately that you might want to consider some aspects of really physically where were you born. Um, and I happened to be born at our, at our house, at my parents' house, rather than in a hospital, like some people, like a lot of people were doing, I guess, in the the late seventies. And very cool. Very cool. I made it through right then. Um, so that's the first question. Where do I come from? Explore that. Second question. How am I related to everything else? Literally and figuratively. All right, not so long, winded Ethan Edwards share it? Let's give a short answer for this one. Everything else, how am I related to it, literally? Well, I occupy the same space-time, I can touch the same matter, and, and on the same time chronologically, okay? That's like literally. And figuratively, but this is also literally. Here, here's something that I, I pondered it when I was thinking about this. How am I related? Well, I'm related to it because anything that I influence becomes influenced by me. Anything in this whole world that I influence bears the mark from then on of my influence. And anything that I don't influence, if I if I see a stone that's sitting there and I don't influence it in any way, it remains uninfluenced by me. So that's how I'm related. Whatever I you know, whatever I touch or move or push or pick up or whoever I speak to, uh, whatever, wherever I put my energy becomes influenced and whatever I don't doesn't. I think that's a good answer. I'd love to hear what goes on in other people's heads. Yeah. I'd love to just do that in general. Get out of my own fricking head. Um, it's the point of all this, it's a third question. How do I feel about the world and the universe? Okay, explore that yourself. How do I feel about the world and the universe? Do you think it's a good? Pl- I imagine. Do you think it's a good place? Do you think it's a bad place? I see potential. I see a beautiful. I remember when I was a kid. I heard that. Um, heard Louis Armstrong singing. It's a beautiful. Uh, it's a wonderful world, and it was a, probably a commercial for AT and T or something. And I just remember. This is perfect. This universe. This world, is perfect. Think about what he says. It's a wonderful world. Wow. I think that's possible always. I think it's possible to work towards that. Remember that song. I mean, pull away from the things that are negative, our, our thought energy that we, that we focus on including like the the news and things like that. The world is good. The universe has created babies. Okay? Look at a baby. How beautiful. That's the universe creates them. It's a good place. Reclaim it in your life as such and and figure out um, and let's do that together. How, how do I feel that that the world feels about me. I don't know, I think that, how do I feel about that the world feels about me? If you were like a public figure, you know, Donald Trump would be like, well, half of the people really like me and half the people don't like me. Um, You know, a celebrity could say, well, my approval ratings are this or that or, Yeah, this one guy, if he's in this movie, everybody's going to go, we know it's going to make a lot of money. He's really popular. That's how the world feels about him. What about you or me? The world doesn't know. So our own little circle outside, what do people say about you? What resonates or what image do you carry about that the world, those people think about you? I don't know why this one's important, but um, I guess explore, do you hold on to those things? would it be cool to let them go and to be to know that you're going to be okay, even if you go against my thing is, I guess people think I'm a nice guy. And that's something I'd like to kind of detonate. I'm none of us are like nice guys that I'm, I'm, I want to do my part and be caring. And uh, but I'm, I'm not a nice guy. I mean, I'm a dirtball. I'm a horn dog. I'm a you know, I'm a selfish, ego-driven person just like anybody else. And so for me to, like, it's almost a blocking. I must be blocking something if, I'm a, if, if I feel like everybody thinks I'm, like, a nice guy. No. All right, maybe, maybe we should explore just kind of turning around what we think people think about us. might feel good. You might connect with somebody that way. And I guess that's what I'm doing right here, this podcast, the Raw Journal. Um, that's the fourth question. How do I feel the world feels about me? Fifth question, am I natural and should I be? I don't really make, know what to make of this one at all. Am I natural? Is that, does that mean do I eat organic foods or or should I or, you know? I trim my uh, armpit hair. That's it'd be natural to grow it out. That's what I first thought of. <laughs> is, is sometimes you know in the summertime, if your armpit hair gets crazy, you know, just cut a little off so it doesn't poke poke out and, and be the thing that that uh, comes through your uh, your arm and your chest. Um, somebody, a f- friend, told me that like, hey, look, you can easily do this, and I, I think every, ever since then. You know, every few months, I guess if if it looks out of control, I do that, you know? And um, maybe that's not natural. So I should spend a few years just letting whatever happens to the body happen. Not try to control any appearance. I don't know. But that's what I thought of. Uh, and should I be natural? So another uh, meaning of that to me that's important was Is it the natural world, do I belong in it, I guess? Um, Am I a natural thing like a tree here? I guess you should say yes, that you are. You should stake your claim and say, that tree is here, I am also here. I I am just as natural as anything else. You should say this. The whole world is natural, and if you feel you are not, that's a sign of a blocked root chakra. So open that thing up, connect, you are natural. Yeah, I'm I'm actually liking that. It seems like that's a good application of that. You are natural. Uh, the next question, sixth question, what part of me is like the animal kingdom? And what part is different? Well, we're all animals, right? Kind of, to some degree, I mean, and, and we're all different because we understand that. <laughs> That's, that's it. Animals. We have every instinct that a monkey in a, in a tree has. We want to go around and, and, uh, and play with other monkeys, have sex with other monkeys. Uh, it, if a monkey has something that we want, we kind of have the impulse of wanting to grab that thing, steal it. We, uh, you know, We even carry our kids around in the same way as monkeys. They love their kids, too. But the part of us that seems different is that we have this either handicap of not following purely the natural laws or a beautiful enlightenment that we have the power to choose, right? Um, Sometimes I wonder if all of nature has evolved except us. (laughs) And we're going to, to, over time, all of us turn into animals based on what our our evolving personality traits uh, that we follow end up being. It's funny when you see somebody it kind of reminds you of a squirrel, huh? I don't know what I'd remind people of, but if like if their personality was to gather nuts and hide out and be twitchy, just progressed for like a million years, they'd just be a squirrel. Um, About my head, right? About my brain. So that's what part of me is like the animal kingdom, what part of me is different. Cool. Uh, oh, what part of me is different? I, some of the cool things are, like, music. I don't think it, uh, that an animal makes music. Well, birds do, huh? Birds make music. Howler monkeys kind of make weird music. What about dance? Dance. Wow, well, I've seen a cat kind of dance through the house, and he kind of seemed to enjoy it. Huh. Maybe they, everybody has music and dances. Um... So I guess it's just free will. What are my feelings about food and nourishment? And that's the seventh question. doesn't seem like they're in any particular order, but those are the seven that apply towards unblocking your root chakra. What are your feelings about uh, food and nourishment? Well, mine are, I kind of threw my food and nourishment, uh, like my acting career, out the window and just wanted to just keep myself pretty healthy and alive through this transition. I eat meat. I'm an omnivore. I've been a vegetarian for a while. I think I at one point in life, two almost three years as a vegetarian. And I I do actually think that's the way to go. And I try to limit my my meat consumption still to this day. And I there's part of me that says just just give it up entirely except for the weird exception you happen to be traveling and a farmer says you know hey I just we just had to harvest our our pig you know our family pig or our farm pig and you know we're gonna bless it and thank God for it thank the universe for it and then and then I'll eat it in a natural way then i'd I'd say yeah all right then I'll eat pork I, I don't eat pork at all something about that that Uh, I can't say that. I I have no freaking discipline. If bacon smells good and it's around, I don't buy it. But if it's around and it smells delicious, I have definitely eaten it. Um, Say what you want about me. Um, What are my feelings about food and nourishment? But you know, I, I think that raw is better raw fruits and raw vegetables, obviously, just whatever is natural, whatever you're like, Oh, yeah, the, the, the system that created us has this natural way about it. And it provide the earth provides literally provides what we need to stay alive. All of those things are literally what makes us healthy. So I'm a huge raw fruit and veggie person. I've tried I've dabbled in just 100% raw, That's a tough thing to do in this day and age. But it can be done with a lot of preparation and a lot of focus. And it makes you feel pretty pretty freaking awesome. Except you're always craving to crunch on something. Uh, Like chips or cheese or something like that. Um, So that's it. That's the seven questions. I'm kind of losing steam here. And I hear Jack about to wake up. So I'm uh, about to wrap this up. And I haven't thought of the title yet but I I will think of it and thank you for listening. Thank you. I I feel better and more free about my day already, being crippled by negativity about what could have been or what should have been or what I expected. Things we all have, but life can be new and we can say thank you universe for where I am right now, for what I've experienced and for the chance to influence something positively today including my own mind. Influence your mind positively. Take a stride. And uh, thank you for listening to me talk about uh, a little bit of introduction to unblocking the first or root chakra, the muladhara. That's my drum. I'm holding it right now. The title of this will probably just be The Untitled Day. Your, Your day doesn't have a title when you wake up. Okay? We give it a title by what we end up doing with it. And so, especially if somebody else is involved, like don't give the influence that they have on you to your own title, your own day. No, it comes from you. That's what's gonna help the world. When you're you, when I'm me, when we are free, to be who we want to be and know how we were made. It's beautiful. Be you. All right. I'm out. Thank you once again for following me on this raw journal of this podcast. Follow me on Instagram and say hi, please. I, I love Instagram and podcasting. My Instagram is at Ethan it, official. Let's see what we're clocking in at. All right, we're 47 minutes. I went over the uh, 40-minute limit my sister told me to stay under. Bye, y'all. I love you.